Is this the basement? It's the lower level. Okay. Greetings and salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable. I'm D'Angelo, and I am back to take you through an auditory journey through all the things in pop culture that you consume, the stuff you're insatiable for, the stuff you find truly bingeable. You guys, it has been a minute, you know? What's that Missy Elliott lyric? Missy Elliott lyric, you know? Or no, it's Timbaland. <laughs> it's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you. But anyways, you guys, it has been a long time. I am joined today by my good Kiki. You can hear her laughing in the background. It's my good Kiki little Mr. <laughs> Nelson Castillo. Hello, Nelson. Hi. Hi. So it's, <laughs> it's nice to be back. Like, I kind of took a whole month off here for just mental health and everything else. And I was planning on just taking like a short break. It was just supposed to be two weeks. And um, so if you guys follow me on social media and everything, we've kind of had had just a little bit of a crazy month in my household. So I actually, um, you know, the highest of highs and lowest of lows. So on my high notes, you know, I did have a really nice uh, holiday season. And so we left you guys with all those holiday episodes and just like that. And we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about some HBO Max stuff. We're going to talk about some housewives. We have our character crushes. We're going to be talking about what we've been watching. But before we get into that, I just want to let you guys know what was going on in my life. And so spent the holidays. We were in Florida. We went to Ohio like we normally do. And um, right after Christmas, my dog started getting a little bit sick. And so she wasn't feeling so well and just kind of uh, wasn't eating much. And when we got home, the day after we got home, uh, she was just really worse for wear. So we ended up rushing her to the emergency room and found out that she had a couple problems going on on her little insides. Her her uh, lungs were inflamed and we had to do all these different ultrasounds and tests and things. And so, and she had a, a skin condition that just was not healing that we had had her on. Um, antibiotics for a little while and then we found out that she had cancer so I don't want to dwell onto this because I don't want to be like all an emotional wreck and everything else and so the thing is is you know time does heal time helps things whatnot and so it's been a couple weeks now um, but so ended up my dog did end up passing away so in the at the end of January so uh, that was just a complete low complete bummer completely unfair blah 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 but anyways I'm gonna move past that but then I also had a really major event that was going on in uh, LA that um, was actually probably one of my biggest events that I've actually personally done like a personal record for me so which was really nice and that weekend I actually had the dog with us so we had her in the hotel room and she was in the ballroom and everything else and so it was just kind of like our like little uh, weekend but Client is completely happy. We're going to Orlando with them next year. So it's like, it's my annual client that now I'm traveling with. So it's been good. I have a lot of other things that are be coming out, but let's get into just other things. So Nelson, how have you been? How are you doing? Are you feeling better? I didn't get to see you this past weekend. Oh yeah, I'm feeling great. You know, I think sometimes you just need a day to like recharge your batteries. Sometimes, you know, you, because me and you have both been working in that life forever. And there are just sometimes that you don't, want to go to the gig or you know you're just not up for it so for me I was just like in a very different kind of a headspace I also just wasn't feeling well physically so I was like you know with COVID going around and 
taking my health into consideration and then also the consideration of everyone else, the best thing for me to do was to stay home that night. Mm-hmm. And I didn't expect the support that I received. It was really nice. You know, Brian had texted me back and was like, you know, you have well done past your time with us. You've earned a last minute call out <laughs> like yeah. ages ago. So I wasn't expecting that support. It was really nice. So. so what we're talking about is this past weekend was our like, our monthly gig that we do over at, at uh, Peck San Diego here in town. It's the, the beer bus that we do every first Friday or first Saturday of the month. And yeah. so um, like an hour before we had, it was like kind of like messy too, because we didn't even know what we wanted to wear. And like, <laughs> girl, they ain't paying us extra for outfits to be all matchy matchy all the time. So it was just kind of like, I was yeah. unenthused to like put on like a, a crazy something. So I ended up wearing like, um, we kind of went like redneck, whatever. I don't know. It worked. It ended up being being Number cute. Jacked. Yeah, D- <laughs> DJ DJ Matt Effect ended up filling in for you for the evening, and um, and our other new gentleman named Chris. Um, it ended up so it was like a, it was kind of a dead night, you know what I mean? Because I think a lot of people were like staying home and whatnot, and then yeah. all of a sudden at like nine fifteen, it was like the door opened. It was like. Poof, and like everybody started walking in and it just kind of got like a little bit overwhelming there for like a, like an hour, which Ooh, was good. So, yeah. So it's not, um, it, it wasn't the normal night, but at least there was something going on. I guess they only had like the, the month before they didn't have a crazy amount of, of, of sales. Well, yeah. Also the night, be- also the month before was like New Year's day. So I'm not sure how many people were like zombies and oh how my many people God. were actually trying to just, you know, stay home because, you know, Omicron was like full effect. And actually I was unable to do last month's event because I had got Omicron. I had tested positive. So I had to, you know, core core for a few days, you know, and I was unable to do any events. So mm, you but it's all Omicron. good. It all worked out. I had the Omicron. Um, I was very lucky in the fact that, you know, my symptoms were very mild um, to almost non-existent. So I was like, I almost felt guilty in a way. I remember me and you were talking about that. Oh my God, please don't feel guilty. You got triple vax and everything else and you you work with the public. Like you ended up getting it. It's shitty that you got it, but you got a light condition of it. And that's the reason why your vaccine works. So Mm, yeah, don't feel bad about it. Yeah, Um, no, I just felt bad because, you know, you would, hear the horror stories of what everyone else went through or people hooked up to ventilators you're like wow i didn't go through any of that so it's like it's hard not to feel you know some sort of remorse or some sort of you know guilt which i even hate to say but i guess but i don't know i've managed to like duck and weave and bob and i have not gotten it yet and i don't i hopefully i will not get it on knock on wood i'm headed out to i'm headed out to florida though in like a couple days and so (laughs) that's kind of like unnerving and i don't know too if you saw that they just decided they're gonna lift the mask mandate in california on february 15th did you see that oh god that's crazy yeah that just Um, came out today that news i didn't see that that's crazy. Well, it's just funny because, well, because I work for a privately owned company. And so my employer has actually required all employees to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And if they are not vaccinated, that they have to show proof upon a negative COVID test and they have to do those tests themselves. So I really like that my employer is stepping up and making sure that people are doing what they have to do to make sure that our staff is at least safe, you know. So yeah. And they'll, they'll probably let it be our um, choice to keep our masks on because even with the first time around that masks were off they like still gave us the choice and for me I've I'm honestly I'm very sassy sometimes I have to mini Jackson myself and be like no sass mouth and Nelson don't sass mouth people mm-hmm. so for me keeping the mask on being a server this time has been a godsend 
because I'm like, great, people don't get to see my messed up expression through my mask. <laughs> I guess so, girl. So for okay. me, I'm like, let's keep it on, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to keep it on, please. That part. <laughs> um, so, okay, let's get out of the covid talk because it's just gross. Yes, um, yeah. Okay, I have a question for you. This is something that yeah. it, it's come up in like the past like month and okay. it's kind of serious. And I think that all everybody right. just, we need to all talk about it at once. Okay. Because I personally don't understand it. Okay. What the fuck is Wordle? <laughs> I have no idea what it is. <laughs> um, I'm going to be honest. Like I was definitely that kid that, you know, when your teachers would give you like fun homework, they thought like the, a word search or like, Something like that would be fun. And I was like, this is not fucking fun at all. <laughs> I hate this. I hate crossword puzzles. I hate word searches. I Did you try it? Anything. Have you tried wordling? I have not tried it because I don't think I'm going to like it. <laughs> it's just, there's nothing appealing to me. And I don't understand the whole thing with everybody putting like their scores every day on on, on Facebook. Yeah. And like, there's like a a whole culture around it and i swear these people are worse than bronies and harry potter people like this is like worse <laughs> than disney adults like, oh no oh world <laughs> really is doing something out there and i don't understand exactly what they're doing but it's happening and it's just like what are these like little green emojis that keep on popping up and apparently they mean something but right. i don't want to know and i don't think i'm going to jump into this and so yeah. i'm going to sit this one out dog um <laughs> Totally. Oh, <laughs> it's just everything. That. Okay, so let's get into some things that we've been watching because I haven't been here for a while. And you guys, I have watched so much fucking shit over the last oh. month. And like some of it's been depression watch. Some of it has been like while well, I'm doing other <laughs> things. And um, let's just talk about in general HBO Max right now. HBO, HBO Max. HBO Max, HBO Max. I think we call it HBO Max in my house, but um, HBO, HBO, HBO. They they have been so excited to show us dicks this season on oh every show. I'm not mad. I'm not mad about it at all either. I love the dick count. <laughs> it really has become like now it's just kind of like we're seeing more dicks we're seeing as many dicks as we have been seeing cities for all these oh, years and so these, these kids these young gay kids are not going to know the thing about having to watch the scrambled Cinemax on their TV they're not going to have to like search for a penis anywhere like they're just seeing it and so yeah. I guess that's progress yeah. <laughs> so, but speaking of like okay let's get into um and just like that okay so we are at the end at the end of the season the season finale has happened you guys we're going to talk spoilers i'm sorry so if you haven't watched it then you probably don't really care about it that much but we're going to speed through it right now um <laughs> i we did talk like uh, my last episode that we were here i actually talked about episodes like one through three and i still wasn't sure about it because the very first episode i was so happy to see my friends again it was like great and then we had the yeah. big bummer about big dying and then we yeah. also had the whole looming fact that we know that we're going to get rid of Stanford at some point because he dies in real life. You know what I mean? The yeah. actor. And so, wow, today's episode is just a cup of fucking sunshine, you guys. I am so sorry. <laughs> we, <laughs> I talked about my dog dying. We've talked about Stanford dying. We've talked about COVID. Oh, what is happening? Okay, so let's just... Okay, well, here we go. <laughs> but anyway, so... And just like that. Um, there was a point here in the... In the series, though, where it flipped for me and I started liking it and I would welcome another season and there's just yeah. um, 
it's giving me a New York vibe that I forgot that I loved. And it's and it's more grown up than Sex in the City, you know. Yeah. And it has like a different. They don't even use like the old, you know, bossa nova music that they used to. Now it's kind of like a little bit more of like. Um, very Buddha bar house, you know, chill, chill house, neo, neo soul kind of music, which is, which I'm kind of like loving. And so, um, how are you feeling about the series? Are you loving? Are you hating? What's, what's your, I do. I really like it. Actually. I think it ended on a really great note. I mean, a lot of people are saying it's like the most sex in the city that it could have ever been. Um, I do agree with that. But I like that it left it on a good note for us to be open for a second season. There are lots of, of storylines that I think we would like to see completed or have, you know, answers to questions. It feels like they they finally injected Sex and the City back into it at the very last episode. They finally said, hey, yeah. remember this? <laughs> and, yeah. it was, and it was like, oh, my God, this is what we loved. And so I yeah. think there, there's certain things about it, like with the whole Carrie thing. I do love how... Um, well, what they one of the things they had to do with her character was they had to speed time up. So we really went through a whole fucking year in like seven yeah. episodes because she writes a whole book. You know, they do like the whole time elapse, you know, when she's sitting at the window and we keep seeing the different seasons change and everything. And we needed yeah. that time, too, just so then she can kind of mourn her husband. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we didn't want to sit there and watch a bummer show of Carrie sitting in her closet crying because we know that probably happened <laughs> a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just so it, it is like I did like that, that whole trope of it. We are missing some Samantha. You know what I mean? I think for we, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we saw how vital her character was, you know, in this in this jaunt in this little uh, journey that we've taken yeah. with, without her this season. How are you feeling about? Charlotte and her storyline with her non-binary child and her having to adjust to that and yeah. also her now having a black friend like <laughs> black Charlotte black Charlotte <laughs> which is I that problematic <laughs> I don't know if it's problematic I think that they definitely heard the concerns from viewers in the past going hey you know there weren't a lot of black representation on sex in the city and you know i don't fault the show for that at the time but i mean if we're being realistic the show was about those four friends did those four friends maybe not have friends of color maybe not but was that problematic for them i don't think so that's mm -hmm. just with their group of friends and to be fair we did have that one episode where samantha did date the black guy and her um sister was not happy about that she's like this isn't a black thing get out of here you know well, samantha's but, like she's not gonna diss me like but see that and that's one of the things too that some people though they go back about with um with miranda is that miranda dated you know the blair underwood character you yeah, know what i mean like we and so yeah, and so I think that there was a little bit of that that we kind of, you know, we had like a little bit of suspension of like disbelief with like, okay, yeah, we know that she's not this tone deaf when it comes to being with people of color and whatnot. But at the same time, but at the same exact time, some of the people, okay, like I was just recently, um, we had a uh, this fundraiser thing at somebody's home. Uh, I want to be vague because I'm... I don't know if there's, a, I don't know if there's like NDAs and shit that I should have, be worried about. Okay, so <laughs> there was, there was a fundraiser in a in a uh, in a in somebody's home, and it was an el it was an elderly gay couple who owned the home, and I'm telling you, like gorgeous freaking house. Okay, like built on the side of a, a side of a canyon. They had, a, you know, just everything and all and uh, all the space. 
And in talking to them, and this was an organization that's very forward thinking, right? Like they're very, it's a very colorful organization. It's an organization that when you come on to a, uh, a Zoom meeting and you say, hi, my name is D'Angelo, he, him, his, thank you so much. You know what I mean? Like you kind of throw that in there. And this yeah. guy is gay, he's older, mm -hmm. and he doesn't completely understand the need for that still. You know what yeah. I mean? The, the need for, for showing your pronouns and going there with, with people. And the way that he was talking, it was almost like if I, I would have, if I was like his kid, I would have been like, dad, shh. you know what I mean? Like, I just would have yeah, stop like, <laughs> like, like, stop, like, you know what I mean? But at the same time, I think it was like an educational moment where people were just kind of like, well, no, the reason why people are using they, them is because, you know, they don't necessarily identify in the binary and they, you know, and some, yeah. you know, and it was just, he was really like, you know, well, in my day, you know, it was either, we know we have the trans girls, trans boys, gay men gay girls that's what it is you know what i mean and so like and like now this whole like middle of the line thing is new and it's a new concept and it's somebody who you would think yeah. that would be completely open his home is literally open to make money for people you know what i mean and yeah. and uh at the same time it was just like dude and so i think that's kind of the same thing with with, with what's going on with miranda is that you know, there's only so much of an experience that you can have by reading about it and, you know, when you're actually involved in it, you know what I mean? When you're actually yeah, absolutely, when you're confronted yeah. with it. So that whole beginning of her, like being so awkward in the new class with her, with uh, Dr. Naya, like it was just yeah. like, that was something. And then we kind of see her evolve. How are you feeling about her and Shay? What do you, what is your feelings? Oh, uh, Shay? Um... I like it. I didn't really like it at first because for me, it was about Sarah Ramirez. And I was, you know, I think like a lot of people first introduced to Sarah Ramirez on Grey's Anatomy as Dr. Kelly Torres. And she's this beautiful woman with this long hair. And so for her to go into a completely drastic character like that for someone like me who hasn't seen that, even though Sarah Ramirez as a person has developed, right? She came out and started advocating for LGBT rights and everything. So she's been really great for our community, but it was just hard for me to kind of like accept her as an actress in that role. Cause I was so used to her as something else, but mm -hmm. I liked it. I think it needed to be put in your face. I think she was there to make you uncomfortable or make you maybe feel a certain way. And I think she was kind of the perfect person to do that because you know, you did hold maybe that emotional attachment to her from seeing her in other things. So but she's still a things... great actress. I think one of the things that people had issues with, I think took like so much umbrage was that like Shay, like they gave her some stupid lines. Like number one, she's not funny and she's supposed to be like this really funny comedian and like the podcast kind yeah. of, you know, like none of, none of her jokes really land or anything. And she also, you know, when she's like, I've done a lot of weed, Miranda, that's what I <laughs> and it's like don't do that girl don't 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 yeah. don't 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 and so but what was funny okay so like the other day i was out with some friends and um one of my lesbian friends oh my god i'm really one of those people one of my lesbian friends um <laughs> but we're i only sitting, have one this one, this one yeah exactly we have one of each color and this is how it is it's united colors of Minnesota when i go out um but one of my girls and she was like well I, and she's a lesbian and she's somebody who, you know, her experience is a little bit later in life of coming out and being married and blah, blah, blah. And one of her things was like, she completely got it and it completely resonated with her the whole 
Miranda storyline and all of a sudden when you come out as queer, when all of a sudden a woman changes your life and rocks your world a little bit, you all of a sudden go into like this school girly kind of really weird girlfriendy energy and you and this is somebody who I know who is established you know pays pays her bills got a company you know what I mean like this is somebody who is very very put together and when she came out she ran you know out of the country to go find herself this girl that she had been talking to you know what I mean that kind of thing and so And then it kind of put things in perspective and I was like, okay, I kind of get the Miranda whole like losing herself completely into like this whole like love journey. Her love tank was being filled and she just yeah. kind of, you know, was drunk on love. So I completely get it. So there's something about it that I'm like, I'm appreciating now. You know what I mean? Like this yeah. show has completely grown on me. And yeah, um, yeah I'm, I think I'm, that's like, empowering though too for Cynthia Nixon too. Cause I mean, Cynthia Nixon in her personal life has had a journey too, right? Because she's a lesbian woman now, right? Mm-hmm. And here she is getting to play these strong lesbian women making her own career because she did, you know, Nurse Ratchet, what, last year? And there she is on screen, you know, having, playing a very powerful lesbian woman, but having to be closeted about it though too at the same time. And, you know, now she gets to come back to Sex in the City and maybe get to put a little bit of her own personal life into it. So now it holds more for her at this yeah. time, you know, like, and she directed a few of them. I'm, I'm, she did. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I think that, I mean, what everybody's main main problem is, is just the whole Steve of it all, is that we all kind of yeah. have fallen in love with Steve over the years. We we hold a candle for him. He's one of the only, there's only two men that, that now, you know, in their lives that have lasted, and it's it's Harry and Steve, you know? And now <laughs> and now we're going to push, we're, we're throwing out Steve with the baby with the bathwater kind of situation. Right. So, well, I mean, if we're being honest about it, Mario Contone's character has been there the whole time, too, but not romantically, right? But yeah. he's definitely a, ma- a man that is in their lives. <laughs> and the thing is, is, and thank God for him, too, because he is so much of, like, the, the funny. He's, he's saying a lot of the lines that Samantha probably would have gotten. You know what I mean? Probably, like a lot yeah. of a lot of the shocky kind of you know th- those kind of moments. So yeah. I do love that. Um, and then talking about the penises, we did see a penis in one of the episodes. We saw two of we them. We saw it. Harry's fake one, which yeah, I believe Harry's looks like that in real life. You know what I mean? Like there's something you think about Hanson's pe- penis looks like that. I think that yeah, Evan Handler, not Hanson. Hanson, <laughs> oh, she's that gay. Oh my god, Evan Hanson is totally on Sex and the City, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> with those little cast sites Evan Connor. Handler, yes oh my god that's amazing so this is like yeah. a big problem that a lot of people are having they're calling Evan Handler <laughs> Evan Hansen so uh, but no but like oh, but funny. I do want to believe that that's what his what his dick looks like but and then we also had like the model boy and I think like a million twinks all over the place were like yes and so yeah. and it was just kind of like yay we saw some penis but it was just like, yeah I, I love how it from sex in the city at all to be honest I'm not expecting no dick so I mean well, it's but like, we it's, got it. but it's all over right now when you, when you're talking yeah. about HBO. So like jumping into yeah. like, I'm not a succession person, but I know there's dick all over that show. And then, yeah. and then we also had like, um, white Lotus this year with the balls. You oh know? yeah. Oh my God. White Lotus is great. <laughs> yeah. HBO is like showing it. And then let's jump over. So we're going to switch gears from, and just like that, we'll come back to that another day, but euphoria. Euphoria. <laughs> okay, you guys, if you have not watched Euphoria, aka Junkie Kids, um, like it is <laughs> <Junkie> <laughs> kids. 
Well, they pretty, are. They're pretty all... white kids. White kids with problems. It's not just white no. kids. It's just I kids. Know, no, no. I mean, Zendaya is not white, but like, she, you know what I mean? But like, it is such a good show. It is so raw. They are really writing complex characters. Everybody's got like, the, re- the as much as an asshole somebody is, then you have all this feeling for them behind. And so where we are right now is um, we're up to episode five. Did you watch this week's episode? Did you already watched? watched it last night yeah yeah really zendaya good. like yeah. every single fucking award is going to her like yeah it better so, yeah she got it last is, year I think they're working real hard together as like a cast and one of the youngest casts in hollywood i think everyone on the show is at least under 25 of the kids at least i want to say um so i mean that's pretty cool too i think to have such young representation on such a hit show so yeah well, even like, well, Hunter Schaefer, like, do we love her? Um, yeah, she's great. Yeah. And like, yeah, she completely also like, and she gets, and she has to just take it from Rue, from that whole character. You know what I mean? Like in that last yeah. episode was just like, Jesus, like you just like feel, feel for this girl. But I'm loving it this season. Like they just have really yeah. done some things. It makes me nervous every single episode. Like I do yeah. get like heightened, like, oh God, oh God, oh God. Like this this last one where she's like running from the cops and everything you oh, had yeah. i was just like girl how much more stuff are you gonna go through how many more obstacles like let's get to a safe place already <laughs> but it's just showing it you that like like it's not giving us like a disney kind of yay we're For fine sure. you know what i mean like it's no, just it was like yeah that girl went through like one hoop to go through a hundred more. It was it was nuts. I like I definitely needed a Xanax for that episode for sure. She puts herself through everything. Like I'm yeah. waiting to see like what are they gonna do with Kat's whole character that she hates her boyfriend. You know what I mean? And right yeah. now she's just kind of like on the outside. And what is gonna develop from that with that whole relationship yeah. she has with her boyfriend Ethan or whatever his name is? Like yeah. what's gonna happen there? Um, we also finally got the reveal that when rue tells uh maddie and everybody else in the world that cassie is fucking nate yeah (laughs) like and she's like why are you listening to her she's a drug addict but you know maddie is too latina and too crazy to be like nah i'm gonna fuck you up right now (laughs) why'd you have to say it like that like (laughs) when they were inside of the the hot tub and he was like well we're not together why'd you have to say it like that i know we're not together but why'd you have to say it like that and i was like that's every one of my cousins right there sitting in that little (laughs) like just feel it so good so it's all about the tone the actress that's playing Cassie this year, the show, I think she's doing a lot of really great things. And she's a great actress, too, because she was on White Lotus. When, so when she tells Nate, when she's like, when she's finally having that breakdown, she's like, what you don't understand is that I'm crazier. <laughs> like, <laughs> when she's talking about, like, you know, that when, when he knows that she she knows that he's creeping back around with Maddie and like she does not. You, you guys aren't good together. I'm good for you. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, I remember there were girls like that in my high school, too, who would get up at 4 a.m. to start the ritual of getting themselves <laughs> together. So because you have, you know, you have to be at the be at school by 7 o'clock, 7, 10, whatever it was back in the day. And I remember there were some girls who would do that every single time. 
Okay, sideline story real quickly. So let's go there real quick. Okay, so this is just like a really, really random like little remembrance that I have. So one of these girls who I went to high school with, okay, so there was a bunch of them and we all ended up, ended up I don't think I've told the story in the pod before, but whatever, we'll talk about it right now. So I went to summer school one year because I needed to get like a couple extra credits before my senior year so I can like graduate on time and everything and go to the right college. And so in that class, so the summer school class, there was a bunch of other girls who were seniors, you know, who were still, who had to take the class to get their, to get actually get their diploma. And three of the girls were these really pretty girls, Brianne, Nikki, and Liz. Liz was Pam Anderson light. Like it was like late nineties. So you remember how Pam Anderson was like the hottest thing in the world? Well, that was Liz. She got the boobs. She had the blonde fried out hair you know, got new teeth, had a new nose, everything for senior year. And then Nikki was also this pretty girl who used to always like run around with her and Brianne. So we were all leaving one day from our like little class. And I remember um, Nikki went and she jumped on Liz's back. And these are girls who would get up at 4 a.m. to make sure that they looked completely right and all the way together. Like (laughs) boots, hair, everything, all the accessories matched, the purse. They would even do like the pen would match the purse and the shoes. You know what I mean? Like kind of like, like remember Cher with the Claire pen with like the the feathers on and everything. I mean, like that, that was her. And so this girl, Nikki, jumps on this other girl's back and the girls both take a tumble and her teeth hit the curb and they both fall out. Oh, no. (laughs) I remember the they had a call like the EMTs. Everything is coming. And this one girl, Brianne, is trying to pick up this girl's teeth with her folder and her notebook (laughs) like she didn't want to touch them. And she kept on like she kept on like like she was like trying to shiv them together. And she's like, here's your. Here's your, uh, here's your teeth. Uh, and she kept on like dry heaving as she's trying to hand this girl her teeth as they're putting her in the back of a of an of, of an ambulance. But it's something that I will never forget. But that's who these girls in Euphoria remind me of is that the those are the girls that would get it all together. They were hanging out with the older boys. You know they were fucking. They you know they were all doing drugs and everything else. And yeah. so, and that's what I think of. But anyways, that's my little silent story. Anyways, back into the <laughs> euphoria of it all. Um, talk about Cal. Let's talk about Eric Dane. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that scene last week when he just full on went out. See, and that's what I wasn't expecting. I don't think anyone was expecting that. But if you see any interviews that Sam um, Levinson has done, he said, if you thought that season one, was like an after party at 2 a.m. Season two is an after party at 5 a.m. when everyone's way past their time and should be going home. And I'm like, yeah, I believe that after seeing these five episodes, because they're going there. You're like, wow, this is a little insane. So, but it's good. It's good TV. And I think that's what people really like about that show is that it goes there. Well, we, we got Cal's story in like episode three where they start they began it began like an episode of like american horror story when they go in the past and they show like two people's yeah. you know how their 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 origin story and they show cal was yeah. basically in love with his best friend they both got girlfriends got his yeah. girlfriend accidentally pregnant and then it never you know they they, yeah. they went to that bar together and blah 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 and then their lives separated yeah. this is like the story of how many men in the midwest yeah Real quick, okay. side side story. So, do you ever watch like any of the after things, like the after shows from Euphoria on HBO Max? Sometimes, but I don't know if I. Sometimes, remember. 
So I watched the one for that sh for that one and talking to about the costume lady and she's talking about how she styled the hair and her inspiration from the hair came from the 90s and how it came from like Brad Pitt and Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, like from Good Will Hunting. And when you go back and you look at that, you're like, oh my God, yes, I see that reference. It's she, like, she made him She made him Matt and Ben. It, yeah, it's so crazy. And you're just like, whoa, I totally get that. Like it just fit together. I, re I just like seeing the, that little side of the show too as well, kind of behind the scenes where they're going with it. And you're like, why does this feel so nostalgic to me? And it's then it clicks, so you're artistic. like, yes, oh my God, I get it. Like, so good. So. It's that. There's so much great like art direction on it because there's that. There was the whole, the Rue and Jules love story and they're doing all the different movies like Brokeback Mountain and all, you know what I mean? Like they did Oh my that, God, like, was that so great? I was like, oh my God, this is too cool. The montage. <laughs> and then at the end of episode four too, there was after like episode four is the one where Cal comes home, whips his dick out. More dick on screen. Yes. It was it was a prosthetic, but still it, it, after that whole thing. And then all the girls, you know, after the birthday party and all that situation, after Cassie throws up and all that, then they do that like scene with all the different um, settings where they have each person like Lexi is inside the theater and it's like all artsy looking and she's alone in the theater. And then they have that like very Mexican religious Mexican iconography that they did with Cassie when she has all the roses behind her and she's crying and yeah. everything. And like they did is just like, there's so much fucking cool visuals on this show. So it's just like, yeah. it's a feast because the thing is, is like I can watch the episode and then rewatch it and see something I didn't notice the first time. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Completely yeah. love it. Love the show. Let's see what ends up happening with the whole Nate character. My God, how vicious was that when his dad just told him, like, I don't have any mistakes except for you. Oh, my God. It was just like, well, one cut after the other. It was so, uh, yeah. And then at the it's same hard time, to watch, but you wanted to watch it, right? You're like, we're going to keep watching this even though it hurts a little bit. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, my, you just was laying everything out. We, me and your mom saw what was on your computer to the other son. <laughs> like, oh, my oh, God. Your porn on your computer. Oh, my God. This Okay, so you guys, Euphoria, that's another show. Binge it out. First season is all completely available. There were some Christmas specials, which were like, they're like acting episodes. They really are heavy just on like just putting two people together and letting them act the shit out of things. But it's like the Christmas episodes aren't like anything. But then the season two is just, it's taken off. We're at episode five right now. I think there's like three or four more episodes left of the season. I'm yeah. so in. I'm so, so, so in. Um, yeah. Okay, another show that I was kind of just, I started recently, I just wanted to touch upon, and I don't think it's even inside. It's not even your wheelhouse. I know it's not going to be part of Nelson's. Uh, <laughs> it's not part of Nelson's journey, okay? There's a show called Station Eleven. Have you heard of this? Um, I, yes, Phil started to watch it and mm -hmm. it was weird. It was like way, way weird. I was like, yeah, I'm out girl. Bye. That's the thing. <laughs> it's so like HBO Max has also been doing these really weird shows. Cause there's like raised by wolves, which season two, I'm out I, now, yeah. I think I'm kind of out. Like I started watching it and I was like, they think they are so important. That's what I feel like when I like watch it, you know, like, like everybody feels like they take themselves so seriously. And it's like, this is supposed to be a sci-fi. I can't handle it. I don't want to deal with it. But um, yeah. the station 11, I accidentally watched the whole season. And I think it was just kind of like in my depression as I was doing other things. I can't yeah. tell you exactly what it's about. Okay. Um, <laughs> But what I can tell you guys is it's like the end of the world. It's like the walking dead, but there's no zombies. Like when people die, they just died. 
You know what I mean? Like there is no like biting somebody else. And so, and it's just trying to deal with humanity and like most of the, most of humanity is gone. There's no power systems or anything like that. And so now it's just kind of back to like square one and all these people are trying to keep up with, you know, try to keep humanity alive, keep the arts alive. They're really into Shakespeare. Um, I can't say it's a show that I'm like, everybody go watch it. And I know it was like a really big hit for a bunch of people, but I think those people all thought that everybody else thought it was going to be a cool show. And, and that's what we're right now in is a vicious circle, like a vicious cycle of like everybody saying it's a good show, but it's not really a good show because I don't think Station Eleven was a good show. But <laughs> if they put another season out, will I watch it? Probably because I feel like I'll be missing something. But I don't know. Not not really sure if I'm missing anything. Okay. Switching gears, switching gears, switching gears. I know it's like way past its due date, but Emily in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Emily in Paris. Ah, hello. Yes. I love me some Emily in Paris, and I don't know why, and I know I shouldn't, <laughs> and it's like just so like it is like one of the worst shows on television, but it <laughs> but it gave me so much like happy feels for like the holiday season because it came out like right around christmas you know oh yeah it was yeah right around the holidays super easy um but did you see the snl like i think two weeks ago that peyton manny did on weekend update oh Mm -hmm. my god so i'm watching it with phil and i have to say phil hated it he's like he thinks emily paris is like the worst show ever but we're watching like the weekend update with peyton manny he's like he really watched the show because he was into it and it was it kind of was funny and refreshing to see you know like the epitome of a masculine man peyton manny who was this great football star going so hard for emily but here's the thing though okay i have a question because when your partner Saw you watching it. He paid attention, though, too, didn't he, when he was in the room? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, see, and that's the same thing that happens with mine. And he does the same thing with Housewives, is that he acts like he don't care, but then he just, like, wanders into the room. Like, <laughs> like it's just, like, it slowly, like, just drags you in, you know what I mean? Like, there's, like, a magnetic pull that happens to gay men. And, like, you have to, like, watch Emily in Paris. You have to watch Housewives. You have to watch Sex in the City. Those are just rules, okay, people? And that's what gay people do. Um, but... <laughs> But the Emily in Paris of it all, I have to say I love it. They really are writing so the, the Camille character. They have written her into being so hateable. I hate her now. The blonde, yeah. her, her friend. Oh, Camille. Camille. Camille, Camille, Camille yeah. Camille. Camille. Oh, well, Camille. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, a blonde named Camille that we hate. Hmm. Oh, but the thing is, is, but Camille from Beverly Hills Housewives, she is a vital housewife. You know what I mean? For sure, like, yeah. I really wish that she was around this season, so because um, I know she would be just was laying shit out there. She just bombs, 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 bombs. <laughs> but um, but yeah, the whole Emily in Paris. I did. I uh, what do you call it? Um, just the way that they wrote everything, and like the way that they wrote Americans. Like when, um, what's her name? Kate Walsh came back. Kate right? Walsh when she comes back and she is eating yeah. in every fucking scene and just being disgusting. <laughs> She's either licking her fingers eating she's just being the worst the worst that america can offer that's her she like walks in and she's like maga she was also pregnant too so i mean there is a reason for her to be eating right but it doesn't matter it just shows that like it's just like look at this look at this dumb fat american eating you know what i mean like every single thing you know what i mean like when she comes in and so they just make sylvie look even better and better sylvie okay the her ex, the one who owns the um, the beach club, 
you know the restaurant mm-hmm. yeah he was yeah he was the best looking guy for the season to me to me i thought alfie was alfie was the best looking oh, guy oh yeah wait i'm sorry when she yes. first sees him like in the class and like doesn't sit next to him, I'm like, damn, girl, you could have got that dick. You could have got that Drake dick. You could <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, Alfie is Alfie is probably the oh, best. Oh yeah, he guy. was he was so good looking. I was like, yeah, that man, you need to get that man, girl, like right now. So I was happy that it like worked out and he got to stay on the show longer and that he's a love interest. So I know, but yeah. Gabrielle does nothing for me. Like just... Gabrielle does nothing for me either. Like he's cute to look at, but I was like, oh, I would pass that up at two a.m. I think. <laughs> no, I mean, like that's like like you're not stupid. Like he's not ugly, but he's just not like. No, he's not first choice. He's not. He doesn't get he, like. No, he's definitely not first choice. Not at all. <laughs> if we were picking teams on RuPaul's Drag Race, I wouldn't pick him first, <laughs> but I would still pick him. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but it would be all that. But anyways, I did love I did love Emily in Paris. I'm ready for the next season. And that got renewed for seasons three and four already. So I'm very oh, happy cool. about that. And then I'm also awesome. loving Ashley Park. I'm loving her voice and that song that She's she sings. Great. Yeah. Yes. Not like the other girls. <laughs> like I love that damn song. Um yeah. Okay. Let's flip back over. Let's talk about the most indulgent thing in the world, and that is housewives. Housewives, housewives, housewives. Yes. We are so <laughs> fucking spoiled right now. So all of you housewives people. Yeah, four. Four franchises right now. Well, three on Bravo and then one on Peacock. So technically yeah. three, but we'll take all four, right? Exactly. Wait, before <laughs> we get into too deep into them, because Vanderpump Rules is completely over. Um, do you think it's over, over? I'm not sure. I didn't like, I mean, I know me and you have discussed that we hadn't really watched it. Um, and you know, it's recorded on my DVR at home. So like, you know, in a blob Monday, like I might go and watch them. Um, I want to see the reunions because I mean, they look like they were pretty intense and I want to know what they're talking about. But So I'll go back and watch it. But it didn't have that same oomph to it that it used to or I would have to watch them, the pump rules, right? Like it's like a side option for me. Like it's like, eh, let's start a new show instead, which I've done tons of already. like what they really so. should have done is they I mean they really should just focus on like two couples or something you know what i mean just make it about the toms yeah. make it about yeah. toms and like if they have any other friends that they actually have real friends you know but yeah i don't really feel like i need i don't i want them to cancel it just so i don't feel like i'm missing anything do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like no, I don't really sure. want to watch it anymore. If they I don't... got one more season, that would be cool because then they'll be like on a full 10, right? Because this is their ninth season. Yeah, but that's the thing is, is that they're not going to want to pay people season 10. Like, Sheena is not, like, that's a lot of money towards Sheena. She's finally making real fucking money now on the show. For sure, absolutely. 10 seasons in, you know? And, the, and it was built on her back, you know? And so it I think it's just... It was built off her back. If they all think about that, the reason they have the show is because of her. So... Yeah. But none she, of them want to admit it, though. None of them want <laughs> She was the perfect foray into the rest of their lives. That was the thing. Yeah. And so that's why it worked out. But anyways, into this. So right now we have Real Housewives of New Jersey. We have Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. We have Real Housewives of Orange County. And then we have Miami that's over here sitting in the wings. We just... Yeah. Uh, and then they right now... The PR machine over at Bravo is doing something with the Beverly Hills girls. Because they are giving us spoilers galore already they are out of control like today lisa renna and erica jane's instagrams are just like nuts and the, 
even the last two weeks they've been kind of crazy i think i so. am so sick and tired of of lisa renna saying that she's got receipts every year and look at my lips and read my lips and blah blah blah, blah. it's like well yeah like she, she doesn't have know. like storylines so she everything doesn't have storylines she... at all. You're absolutely right, but she needs to deliver then on the fucking receipts though for once. Because if she's the girl that's gonna tell the truth and wants to own it and everything, she needs to give us Rena back when she was in Dorit's face asking people if people were doing cocaine. Needs to be mean like she well, was. What to she needs to do too though is Munchausen. <laughs> she needs to hold all of them up to the same standards because that was the thing is back in the day yeah. when Lisa Rena was more of a free agent and when she didn't really have like. On that junk boat trip, you know what I mean? Yeah, when they when she didn't they, have friends with anyone. Yeah. She wasn't really yeah, she didn't have a ride or die. So the thing was yeah. is it was great because she would just okay, let's pull this out, let's pull this out. But now it feels like she's self producing so much. And so when you see yeah. these kind of like tweets and everything and like when you see these Instagram posts, it's just kind of like, Really girl? And then my other thing yeah. too is is like I know that I know Erica Jane is your girl and I know that she's going yeah. to jail eventually. But like <laughs> it's Jesus. It's like a whole thing that like whenever Erica Jane tries to act hard now, I don't yeah. believe it because we know she is just an unraveling woman. Like the whole last yeah. season, every time that she had a chance to 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 you know, to bitch up, to boss up, to thing, yeah. she really didn't except for against Sutton. And the thing is is well, and because I no really, one else went up against her though. Like, but no she really should have took to she should have taken Kyle and Dorit to task for real after talking shit about her at that at, at that dinner. That yeah, was something but she didn't, so. Yeah. Like that was there was no mincing word. They were talking yeah. shit about her and she was just like I was hurt about it. No, go in there with guns blazing like you do with everybody else, Erica. Yeah, like we, I yeah. I want to see that girl because that well, girl has been what she has been trying to sell us since she first came in 7 years ago was that Erica yeah. Jane was a boss. I want her to yeah. come in and pull a bitch's hair. Like I yeah, want her to trip Kathy Hilton. I want her <laughs> to push Dorit down some stairs. Like I want her to take Garcelle's wig and and yank it the same way that Cherie did with or Nini did with Cherie with, with uh with, with how, the way that Cherie did with Kim Zolciak years ago. Just pull the back, tug the back of the I wig just a little bit. The way bit. that like, Teresa did with Margaret or had someone do with Margaret. <laughs> and the other thing too is I may be also heated because Erica Jane today was photographed eating Chick Fil A. Bitch, you're supposed to be an oh, ally. Oh, oh no, that's terrible. I cannot support that at all. Yes, I support that. She's number she's one. Not only that, but the thing is, she's like in paparazzi shots. She looks great, hair done, nice outfit, full on boots on, and everything. Holding Chick Fil A. Oh, no. She's holding Chick Fil A. Like, and it's yeah, like that's not great. She needs to give an apology on. now to the gays. Yeah, because she like because she does have a lot of gay support, but she can't be. But you, you should be know better. The, you should know better. So, but then like. The only thing I want to play devil's advocate on is like, how many of the other housewives do we know are eating fucking Chick Fil A though? You know what I mean? Like, there'd probably be a ton of them. It's different. Don't don't, don't don't try to be queen of gays. Don't try to be queen of gays and be showing up at Riches and Amikonos and all of our hot spots <laughs> and then carrying a Chick Fil A bag. I'm sorry, I there's agree. a difference. I agree 100. percent We don't even have Ramona <laughs> eating Chick Fil A. Ramona's never <laughs> eating Chick Fil A. Ramona. <laughs> Like, Ramona goes to Popeyes. I'm telling you. <laughs> Ramona goes to rallies. Okay. <laughs> Ramona goes to Taco Bell and Rally Burger. Taco Bell, along with um. Okay, let's switch gears. Taco Bell is a great way to, for us to get, talk about Lisa Barlow. Uh, baby gorgeous. <laughs> Hi, baby gorgeous. 
Hi. Oh my God, I'm not even talking about you, Jenny. <laughs> oh my God. Her Can we just say that Lisa Barlow is the breakout star of the cast this season? And she wasn't supposed to be. It was supposed to be Jen Shaw and all her shit. The thing about Lisa her. Barlow is she said something last night that gave me... I had chills, as Whitney would say. Yeah. It was when she <laughs> said... When she said, I am richer than all of you. I don't oh need this. I, but at the same time, she didn't completely leave because fame, you can't buy. And so that's yeah. the thing is, is that she's still there because this yeah. is giving her fame. And I'm loving Lisa Barlow. And my only issue, and see, the thing is, is I hate that we know so much about these girls in their real life. And do you yeah. know what did come out about her? What came out about Lisa? She did donate to to uh, to Ted Cruz. Oh God, see that's not great. So. Yeah, like she like so yeah. we need an explanation on that, and we need her to double that donation to a different cause. But like, yeah, yep. apparently Lisa Barlow donated to Ted Cruz at some time in the past. That's why I don't trust the bitch. She's great TV, yeah. but I don't trust the bitch. It's the same way with Ramona. Yeah. I don't trust the bitch, yeah. but you good TV, but stay there, yeah, stay absolutely, there. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Hi, hi, baby, gorgeous. No, I love a cheesy gordita <laughs> crunch. Um, the hot mic I mean, of it all. The hot, I mean, she definitely had the best hot mic moment. And then the what was um, Whitney said it last night on Watch What Happens Live. She goes, "Is it really a hot mic moment if a producer's in the room?" Mm-hmm. Like, but I mean, like, yeah, the producer, the producers have to be there with them, right? I mean, like, there's no way that they. I think part of it though was is she probably wasn't thinking that it would be used because they were behind oh, a yeah. closed door and she was with the and she was talking to a producer. For sure. But if she wasn't talking girl. Yeah. I mean, it's just um it's better than it's better than the Dallas behind the door. These are just yeah. hands. You know what I mean? It's better <laughs> than that least than than the uh yeah. than what's her name? Oh my god, it's not Deandra. Um, Dallas? I didn't watch Dallas at all, so Oh my god. <laughs> Dallas and I loved her. Leanne Locken, and then she went away for problematic stuff too. But <laughs> these girls, man, they all be getting in trouble. Well, that's the thing. Jenny's gone now. We know that she's gone in this next season, Ooh. season three, because of her reposting on f- Facebook really ab- abhorrent things about yeah, the protesters their BLM. It was not great. Yeah, it was not it did not put her in a great light. And it was just was so unfortunate too because you know she had that whole issue with Mary saying, I love your slanted eyes. I love the color of your yellow skin. You're like, what? Like that is so crazy. So she's an it's advocate like, to two races don't make yeah. a right. Two races yeah. don't make a right. <laughs> so it was just it was just so hard I think to see that all happen unfortunately because they were in the middle of filming. So I mean are we going to get to see that unfold in season three, maybe a little bit, and then maybe address that, or are they going to have to go back and like reshoot? Because like, well, here's the thing: no, for... they're going to they're going to keep it because they said that they're it's it's being addressed on the show. The well, issue good. is is we all know that this bitch has been fired. Yeah. Okay, and then also I'm gonna even I'm gonna cross into this too with like the whole behind the scenes with with Mary knowing that Mary didn't show up to the final episode. Yeah. You know, Mary's not there either. Yeah. So, and that's a big fucking inconvenience for everybody because I know from the production standpoint. So if y'all, okay, when it comes to television production, like Andy doesn't just ask those questions. They don't have those montages. Just like, they don't just come up with them on the spot. Somebody wrote that show. Somebody wrote all those things. They had segments. Everything has been planned out. So when a housewife doesn't show up for a reunion, 
it throws everything into a tailspin it makes overtime for all of the staff you got writers you have the montages all that stuff has to now be rewritten reformulated and re-put into a package so they can accommodate you not showing up so with mary not doing that yeah I, I bet you they eviscerate her uh, in the in the reunion with with with, yeah. clip, with clip montages and things like that. And I have the yeah. feeling that's the same thing that's going on now. Like that probably even happened at the end of the season. And I think the same thing is going to happen to Jenny now, is that she's now been let go, and they are just going to give her the worst edit in the world for the, from here on out because oh, they yeah. don't have to have any loyalty. We cut you free. We don't need to make you look good just so we make a couple extra bucks. You know what I mean? So Bravo is now going to just eviscerate these two women. I have a feeling like they're just going to like be given the worst edits. But Jenny apparently has she did shoot with this season, the the next the new season. And Mary apparently stopped shooting. But they have all this footage and paparazzi shots of like Whitney and um, Heather outside of Mary's boarded up church because the church isn't even open anymore. It's like boarded up. Oh, wow. Yeah, like something's going on. Like it's like it's real dark. So mm. I have a feeling there would have been some real dark things that would have came out. And then, you know, we found out too that that one dude died, the one who that they were using earlier in this, oh, yeah. this season. They were trying to help out with, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he passed away and he apparently had, and then it came out that he was having an affair with Mary. That's the other yeah. part of it. And so, like, who knows what's going on? But this, but the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is definitely like kind of giving us everything. Okay, honestly, let's talk about two. Jennifer Shaw is one of the best con women of all time. Okay, number one, she has just like how Erica had a hole had in the middle of the season. This huge yeah. bombshell comes out. The whole Beverly Hills was around Erica. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, this also shows yeah. you, too, that they don't really have many storylines in Beverly Hills, so they got to rally around one thing. But in Salt Lake City, <laughs> Jennifer Shaw has managed to take the spotlight off of her, and she's got Whitney and Meredith fighting about not being... Oh, yeah. It's crazy, though, because here's the thing, though. Like, I wrote it down. as like, we had six episodes of them trying to figure out whether or not Meredith was having a memorial for her father in mm-hmm. a season that gave us money laundering, <laughs> that gave us a documentary on Hulu, whether or not yeah. she was money laundering. It's just like, it's so crazy. The thing is though, too, if that would have happened on Beverly Hills, they would have came after those girls with pitchforks. And we and we even talked about, it. remember Puppygate? We had like four episodes of Puppygate. We're like, girl, the dog's fucking okay. Let the episode go already. <laughs> Well, the thing was is because, but they were trying to push somebody out. You know what I mean? Like that was the whole thing with the whole Raider online that they were trying to get rid of Lisa. And the thing is, is on this show on Salt Lake, they're not trying to get rid of Jen. They're just kind of, and I think half of it has to do too with while they're shooting the show, they know that Jen was so well received and she was a fan favorite last year. Yeah. That while you're shooting the season with her, you're just kind of like, um are the fans going to hate me if I come after her? And if she's, and if she is innocent, you know what I mean? I think it's the same thing that happened in Beverly Hills. But the, I mean, the fact that like Meredith and Lisa are going at it, we have, yeah. you know, Mary versus Jenny. We have all yeah. these sideline finds. Whitney just inserting her into things. Whitney really does just go search for the fire. And she like, Whitney puts gas on herself and she's like, let's do this. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she just like, okay, well, 
Why don't you just tell us the date of when your father's memorial oh was? When she when she told Meredith, like, I'm going to get a private investigator to find out, I was fucking floored. I did not think Whitney would have had the balls to say that at all, but she did. And then you cut back to her, though, going, oh, my God, I'm so scared that I said that. Why did I say that? Right. <laughs> but at the same time, she felt the offense of, like, you just talked shit about my dad and my dad's dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? And nobody, everybody yeah. is so hurt that nobody's seeing beyond it because, like, Meredith is like, my dad's dad! And, like, she's yeah. like, I, and then Whitney's like, I don't even know where my dad is. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> my dad's doing meth with 12-year-olds. Like, she doesn't know what the the hell's going on like you know a man who has hair like that is doing meth with some twinks you know oh it. that hairdo says meth twinks and bad <laughs> news like i'm just telling you um Aww. that's whitney's dad i'm sorry no tagging well, she was on, um she was on watch what happens live last night it was pretty great it was actually the first time i watched an episode of it because um, julia garner was on who plays Ruth on Ozark, which I love. And it was just so cute because, you know, the two of them were like in awe of each other. Like, mm-hmm. Whitney's like, oh my God, I love you. And Ruth is like, I love you. Well, the like, fact that, uh, that Whitney learned about money laundering from, from Ozark, Ozark. Yes. and she was the one who was able to explain <laughs> it all to everybody in the most layman terms, you know what I mean? Of like, this is the and issue, you know? That's what Andy was saying last night too. He was like, he's like, I think a lot of viewers turned their uh, thoughts and opinions about you on that sprinter van ride up to Vail because you were able to explain things in a lot of ways that no one could understand, but you like drew it all out for them. <laughs> I mean, she did have a really good understanding of everything. Like I was kind of like, damn, this bitch is real smart. <laughs> it just kind of makes me like a little bit like when I watched the show, when I watched Salt Lake City is like, what kind of darkness is going on underneath the surface? Because if we can yeah. just overlook you know, Jenna, uh, that we can overlook Jen Shaw and her issues. I mean, here's something too. Why did nobody question Jen Shaw about having glam? Like, oh yeah, you, Jen yeah, Shaw yeah. has no money, but she's got glam. Well, you know, because then the thing was, because remember, even when they were having the dinner. Like Meredith was really uncomfortable. She's like, well, she's like, she's paying for the dinner, and I don't want to eat this dinner. She's like, if I know that she's paying it with it with stolen money, like she was, that does not feel right to me. So, but I mean, yeah, at the same time, I think no one's questioning it because I think, was she the only one that did have glam at the time? Because I, I didn't see, we didn't see any of the other housewives have I don't glam know, but, uh, with them. She had the episode right before this one, her mother was putting her house up. Yeah. You know what I mean? With mortgaging her house. And now Jen Shaw is like getting glam. Like, what are your financial priorities, lady? Maybe she already paid those people, though. We no. Don't know that, though. No. You know I mean? like, okay. No. <laughs> no. She did not already pay those no. people. No. And she can't say that those free either. Like, give me a break. Like, no, there is sure, just. No, I mean. Mm-mm, mm-mm, it doesn't no. look good. I will say this, but the difference between, and I have said it, the difference between her and Erica is, I believe Erica has proven. Like, she's going to be innocent until proven guilty. You think Erica's going to jail? Jen Shaw is going to fucking jail. There's no way she's not going to jail. Oh, Jen Shaw, everybody has, they keep on coming out, too, with more and more people that were her downlines that are all, like, pleading guilty yeah. and, and they're Stuart taking plebeo guilty right yeah, yeah like Stu chains yeah. is gone from the show because he yeah. they're not allowed to talk anymore because they both you know are in know. just based off of her opening tagline for the season the only thing i'm guilty of is being amazing you're poking <laughs> at the whole thing girl you're fucking guilty as fuck your tagline can have nothing 
to do with you being indicted, laundering money, being a criminal at all. If you're trying to be an only person. thing I'm guilty of is being shy amazing. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, flip over real quickly. Let's let's keep on okay. going. Real Housewives of OC. OC, yes, loving the OC a lot. It started I'm off on the bandwagon. Started off like a bang, and the thing is, is there's oh. just there's a little hiccup here, and I don't know if it's Doctor Jen, because I don't. Yeah. I think she's she's so boring. She she did the show she, so she can get out of her marriage because she was married to the yeah. ugly man named Ryan. She she is kind of boring. I don't think maybe they gave her the full chance that she needed to get, but she doesn't really bring anything to the group. I think that we need. Like if she wasn't there, like we wouldn't know, right? Do you think? On a sideline, that mm-hmm. brought that Bronwyn sits at home and like lights death candles towards Noel. Do you think like because Noel is Maybe. literally Lo- Noel is literally Bronwyn two point She does Noelle everything is messy as fuck, man. She but the is thing crazy. is, is, she's perfect housewife material because she's gorgeous. She you want to yeah. look at her. She's got a yeah. weird voice. She's got like <laughs> she's got money and like there's just but not every. It's not her money; it's her husband's money, right? Like, she well, has yeah, she doesn't really have money. She's right, got the like appearance. She has the appearance like of money. Heather has her own money, right? Because Heather Dubrow was a sitcom actress for a little bit. So Heather, before she married Terry, Heather does not have money. that much money. Heather does not She's have a- that much money on her own. She's been married for years. Heather Dubrow yeah. wants to be an A-list actress. Heather Dubrow yeah. was never an A-list actress. That's why she's no. back on the show. But like, she has money. Though, that is clear. what I'm saying. Like Noella didn't even have what Heather had. Like, probably not. But the thing is, is but Heather's set for life because she's got all those kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so oh, she's absolutely. fine. She, <laughs> she's but totally like, fine. but the <laughs> thing is, is like Noelle's like great for the show. She's just so damn weird. You know what I mean? And she's like, super weird. She's going up against the wrong girls, which is fine because you know she's starting to go up against Heather. You know that last episode. She goes, "Does anyone really even care? Does why does everyone care that Heather DeBrow cares that I eat my food?" And it's like, bitch, sit the fuck down and eat your food. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, warm tequila shots. Warm oh, tequila yeah. shots. I'm oh, so my. into this. What <laughs> a bitch. Tequila, yeah. <laughs> like, she was she, she was such a bitch. I was like, girl, you're in Cabo. You got invited to the trip. You weren't supposed to come on. Just sit the fuck down and do the shot. Like mm-hmm. it's just and then every... also her whole like um um which rich white girl problem. She's like, I'm so used to traveling in a custom way. She's like, so I forgot my passport. It's my first time not flying on a private jet. I had to fly commercial. Like, girl, no one is relating to you right now at all. No one feels bad for you at all. <laughs> exactly. Well, and then how about the whole episode where where or that whole meeting with Emily when she was like, Sometimes when I get really I have to whisper. Because, like, <laughs> what the hell? What was she having to whisper about? And the thing is, usually yeah. Emily was, like, looking around, like, like w- w- um, you know that we're on camera, right? Like, everybody's going to hear what you're saying. Like, <laughs> you're still mic'd, bitch. Like, like what? Like, she is crazy. She is crazy with a capital raisey. Like, it's just not happening anymore. Like, I just, I can't with this yeah. woman. But, and then Shannon, you can just kind of see her just kind of yeah. just, Shannon's just sitting now. You know what I mean? Like Shannon is yeah. just kind of coasting in because Shannon's afraid. Um, yeah. Because the thing Shannon is, Shannon needs to go though. I'm over Shannon. Like, can we just get rid of her, please? I think I think this is might be her swan song. I think we're just we we've, yeah. we've, we've seen enough. I think that the yeah. we're right now heading into a good place because the thing is, is the Gina and Emily of it all, the two of them have become so, so 
they're so likable. Like they're girls yeah. who you would want to have a have a margarita with and chill with. Like they're those girls. And so yeah. yeah, like those two, but the thing is is they are not anywhere near the level of Heather Dubro. And so they yeah. need they need a better anchor between the two. They need a new tether because there's yeah. nobody that sits in between them. And Noel would almost, but she doesn't have like an established relationship with anybody. You can tell they just kind of she's, threw her in. She's too messy is what she is. And she's well, relying a lot on Shannon. Shannon's the only one that wants to care enough to coddle her. The other girls are like, uh, no, I can't manage her no more. The other girls are like, <laughs> we know you're crazy. Like that's yeah. the whole thing. Well, and the thing with Heather Dubrow is Heather is so smart and so calculated and so pre-planned yeah. She doesn't have a formidable opponent. There is nobody yeah. who is on Heather's level on that show who could go against her because yeah. Heather yields her money as an armor and, you know, and it's also as a, a weapon. She weaponizes her money. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Heather, Heather... Heather has the best life out of all of them. You know what I mean? Well, Even of course, she... right? Were any of the other girls there on vacation looking at $13.5 million homes? No, no one was. But that's Heather. so gross, too, because it's like, <laughs> why are you doing that with your friends? You know what I mean? Like, if you honestly, like, look, if I was like, Nelson, let's go to Palm Springs, and then I waste your time going to open houses, wouldn't you be pissed at me? Probably. I mean, yeah. I would be pissed at you, but I'd be like, why did we do that? I could have been blacked out somewhere. Well, that and the fact that, like, the, <laughs> the whole time, you can just see Shannon, just, like, her insides were dying. Yeah. Shannon's insides were becoming liquid, and they were coming out of her asshole the whole entire trip. <laughs> because she was just, like, so jealous inside that she was just boiling. Like, just, you know, just... There's just it was something gross about it, and so I just yeah. want Heather to kind of like pull that back just a little bit. Like you know, you know that you're the shit and you're the best one. We don't need to act like this anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> like just be the bitch. You know? I don't. Be mind, I don't mind it at all. I'm totally here for it. I like all of it. <laughs> I just. I feel like she would get. She would get further if she had a little bit more of that aloof. Lisa Vanderpump yeah. energy that she doesn't really give a shit. It's just this yeah. way because this is how my money is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like her money's yeah. large. And that house, the more I look at it, the more it looks like an uncomfortable Vegas hotel. Like it just <laughs> like it really does. It looks like it looks like a casino. Like it doesn't look like there's not like a place in that house. Like if you were feeling sick, you wouldn't be like, oh, this is a nice place to curl up. There's not yeah. one cozy place in that house. And then yeah. her her husband with all his preparation H, like, <laughs> like Terry Dubrow, when they, he was doing those pills when they were inside their bathroom that one in that one scene before. Oh, yeah. And like he had like 18 bottles of preparation H. It's like, bitch, what is going on in Terry Dubrow's pants? Like, I can't. Okay. Moving over. Are you watching any of the jerseys? Yes, I just started the jersey. Well, I mean, they just started their first episode, so Right. Was it wasn't week. it yeah. good? It was good. I didn't think it was like amazing, like you know, Salt Lake gave us or that the Hills has given us in the past. But it was a good start. It's a good about, solid start. Okay, Dolores is so jealous of Frankie's new girlfriend, and it's just like have we even met? The, I don't think we've even met the girlfriend. Have we, we haven't met the girlfriend, but we know that she's jealous. The way that she's just acting with Frank, you know, Frank Senior, that she's just he's not there for her. 100% and now she can tell yeah. she's she's gels like she's just not happy with that 
But I mean, I will say that Frank Jr. is super cute. We got him on the show. Now he's Frank Jr., right? Because Frank Jr. is working for What's-His-Face now. So it's totally cute. He's totally a good-looking kid. So everybody's in love with Frank Jr., Everybody's, yeah. <laughs> everybody's in love with Frank. I mean, I'm in love with Frank. I would totally remember it's that whole like I am attractive enough to your dad, but also your son too. <laughs> okay, I hate myself because I still think that Joe Gorga's hot. Like I think Joe Gorga's hot. I, I don't think he's. I don't hate myself for that. I mean, we're attracted to what we're attracted to, right? <laughs> uh, but he is. And then I do find Teresa's new man hot. Like he's weird he's looking, cute. but hot. I would take Joe Gorga or the new guy, I think. So I think his oh. nose is kind of weird. So Yeah, no, I mean, like, the thing is, but there's just something about him. That video of him with those other men on the beach, have you watched that? I haven't seen it, so I don't really even know what they're talking about. But to me, it's just like, it seems like they're grabbing at straws for something that doesn't need to be even grabbed at. Like, it was something that happened in his past life, so fucking what? Well, Let's here's what it was. Happy. Is like when you watch it, it's really creepy because it's like him and like seven other men around him. And he's like on a beach. Yeah. Without, none of them have like shirts on. And he's like, you know, I'm a scumbag and I want to marry you and I'm going to be a good guy for you. And, blah, blah, blah. and you're like, and he's just like, and then like this guy's like asking him. And it almost seems like he's like on one of those spiritual men's retreats. And like this video was never supposed to be seen by anybody that he was working through some shit. And like it was just kind of like. He was he was somewhere trying to make himself better, and these are one of those like breakthrough things that happen. And when you're a vulnerable person, like this, maybe should have never been out there. And maybe if it yeah. was a medical retreat that was put on by a real doctor, maybe it would never would have gone out there. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that was just like that that part of that video. But um, oh my god. Okay, when Jennifer Aiden shows up at the party, okay, <laughs> with and her she's fucked up nose with with her with her nose and her and her new chin, right? And so yeah. we're going to we're going to keep this new face for the whole season even though right now she's gotten it fixed. So now if you look at her social media, she looks banging again. Like she like she got so the she stuff fixed. So she got so she got all the way to Turkey, get some fucked up botched surgery and now she got it fixed and her husband fixed it. They haven't said who fixed it. I don't think she's okay. revealed that because I don't know if that's part because of the story. Because a lot of line. people were saying that too. They're like, "How is your husband a plastic surgeon?" They're well, like, he's done a lot of work on do... her. He really shouldn't be allowed. Like most doctors, really aren't supposed to be working on their like their family. You know what I mean? Like, Even if they're should... like the best, right? Like you really, yeah, like the best, like, right? like, like yeah, like you would see like Terry Dubrow would not have Heather. You know what I mean? Like he wouldn't do Heather's I mean, he work. I don't know. I'm not sure. I think that he she go probably goes to somebody in his office. You know what I mean? Like it's that okay. kind of thing. Like I think that yeah. when you get like the, he's probably given her like you know her Botox and that kind of shit. But I think that for yeah. like real things that you're going under knife, it's not really. I don't think it's supposed to happen. But yeah, she should have better resources and they have the money to do it here. But she was in Turkey and she kind of for figured sure. out. But and so all that should happen. But my thing is though is that when she shows up at this party, right? And when Marge has the audacity to say, look at her, she looks fucking unrecognizable. When Marge has like a chip clip in the back of her neck right now, holding her skin together. Like what the hell Marge? Like don't talk shit about her. You've gotten two new faces in the past two years. You know what I mean? Like Marge, seriously? Like she got Joker smile now. And Marge was one of my, she's one of my favorites. And like, but the thing is, is you can see that she's just, she's very angry this season. She's very angry. I'm excited. I'm excited for the season. It looks, it looks great this season. I like that they kept all the girls except for, I'm not a big fan of Jackie, 
Um, just because I just don't like her, but her husband, Evan, is hot. So I'm like, whatever more we can get Evan of, I'm like, yes, absolutely. But, you know, it's not the house husbands, it's the housewives. Jackie's so. got the best money, too, out of the whole cast, though. Oh, she, does she? Good yeah, Jackie's, Jackie's the richest. Um, <laughs> so she don't need the show, like Lisa Barlow says, I don't need the show. Well, that's the thing is, is she actually commented on something about like somebody mentioned with lisa barlow and jackie schimmel says well something you well it's something that the girls who have the most money know <laughs> like like jackie is kind of showing up she's clocking in a lot like, like a little bit more the thing yeah. about jack like i i do appreciate jackie on the show the new girl will get to know her eventually like i can't even remember her name I is just, it tracy maybe tiki barber tiki barber tiki barber they, they just tiki kept barber, yeah tiki barber's wife is tracy right so yeah i, I don't know tiki barber's name. wife that's what she's gonna be known as because it's the people uh, calling her well her name is tracy <laughs> i remembered it just because i was trying to remember the names but she seems like she's gonna be a good addition to the show as well so. tracy lynn johnson is her name yes okay so yeah. she's she's the new housewife over here. So let's see what she brings to the table. But the thing is, I think it's going to be great. I like it. Like, Jer- yeah. yeah, Jersey's going well. Um, I'm on board. Okay, so we're going to fast track. We're not talk about Miami this week. Let's go into yeah. real quickly. Let's <laughs> let, let let's jump over um, because we have been going for a little while here. So I want to give people you know their, yeah. their time back. So you guys, let's talk about one of my favorite segments. Your character crush of the week. This is a person, place, or a thing <laughs> that is not real that you kind of love. Like in the past, I have loved like the Arconia building from Murders in the Building. Uh, only Murders in the Building. You know, like that was my crush one week. And then another one of my crushes has been like, um, oh my God, I can't remember now. Like Colin Farrell's character and something. You know what I mean? But it has to be like a character, a place, or a thing. Gotcha. Like um... I am really liking um, the girl. I forget. I don't know her name. I, it's Lily something that is playing Pam Anderson in the Tommy Lee Pam Anderson thing on Hulu. So she you like Pam is, Anderson in that? I like I like the girl who's playing her because she's playing the character. But I like Pam Anderson because if you look at the girl, she came from Lily James. I think that's her name. She came from Downton Abbey. And I never watched Downton Abbey, so I was never familiar with her work but if you look at her instagram she's a really pretty girl but she is 100 percent completely different from what pam anderson would be so you know kudos to the hair and makeup people for doing what they did but she is just so fucking great as pam anderson on this show and i'm just like kind of mesmerized by her as an actress like by her level like and not having even known who she was or what she's done in the past so i'm like, really in love with what she's doing I need to check it out. I have not watched it at all yet, so it's good. It's it's really great. So yeah, okay. my the char- two of them have great chemistry. Sorry, <laughs> no, it's cool. My um absolute like, I love that for you that you love Lily James, which is so you love Pam Anderson. So that's the character that she's playing. I do love Pam Anderson. Remember, so, I was advocating for, but you're loving her, you're loving her acting as the role. That's the whole thing. Is is that's yes, what we're I'm loving her acting here. as the role. Yeah, absolutely. It's so great. Okay. okay so and then i would say right now i was watching something last night because i couldn't sleep <laughs> and i would say oh my god richie tenenbaum who's played by luke wilson in the royal tenenbaums luke wilson <laughs> okay i am Love so for you. <laughs> so into him especially when he has like the beard like he's so like he's so weird and so hipster and it so speaks of a time of like 2000 what is it 2001 when the royal tenenbaums came out or whatever 
And yeah. so I like randomly put it on yesterday to like, I need to go to sleep. And I remember this was like a very like quiet movie, but then I got like kind of into it and I was like, man, Luke Wilson's hot. And so, yeah, so Richie <laughs> Tenenbaum from the Royal Tenenbaums I'm totally into. And then I think that like also my problematic crush of the week would be Cal from Euphoria. Oh yeah. Because, okay, like I used to like hook up with this guy who looked like Eric Dane like a while ago, like, you know, like, think, like, <laughs> like probably like 15 years ago when I lived in like New York City. And like, he looked like Eric Jane. So that's the whole thing is like when I watch them, like, Oh my God, he's so hot. And I think it's just because yeah. of like past memories. Cause I have like, I like problematic men. Okay. Anyways. Okay. And then my other last thing is, is what's your binge and what's something that you can suggest for people to watch? Uh, I'm watching two things right now. I just talked about the Pamela Anderson thing. Um, and the Pam and Tommy. Pam and Tommy on Hulu. It's really great. The two of them, like I said, are so great together. The chemistry is ridiculous. And also the guy um, who plays Tommy Lee, he was on Winter. He, yeah, he was on Winter Soldier, I guess. And I never watched any of the Marvel things, but again, if you go back and like look at their Instagram stuff, like they're so completely different, and they're just so great together. And then um, on HBO Max, um, The Gilded Age, which I didn't really think I would be into because I'm not really into period pieces. Um, but the way I described it is, as I called it, medieval housewives. <laughs> Really? Even though, wrong, even though that's like the wrong time era, it's like old school housewives, right? Because just the way that these women are with each other and the backhanded compliments and how they're trying to be so flashy about their money and the one girl trying to get in and other girls don't want to get in with her. But, you know, she's like, I have more money than all of you, so I can buy all of you out. It's just, it's really great. And again, you got the great powerhouses, Christine Baranski, you got Cynthia Nixon, and um, a bunch of other young people in the cast, but they're just all so good. Um, oh, uh, Taisa Farmiga. Yeah. yeah, one of the Farmiga sisters is in it. Because I was looking at this, I'm like, why does this girl look so familiar? She's from, she um, Taisa, she's from uh, American Horror Story and a bunch of other yeah, stuff. Yeah, so she plays the daughter of one of the girls. And it's this, it, it's a really good show. It's really beautiful. The costumes are great. But um, it's only two episodes in right now, but it looks like it's going to be really good. I'm looking forward to it. So That's like Mondays on HBO Max. So another oh, HBO it? Max, oh, which means they're probably going to show Dick any day now. So just like keep your eyes open. I hope so. I'm, so, I'm looking for some Dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So my shows that I would say like for binge. Okay. If you're going to binge something that really means nothing. And if you are into like the Lifetime movie canon kind of thing. And this is like a little yes. bit like in that side. So on Netflix right now, the woman in the house across the street <laughs> from the girl in the window. Oh, it looks so awful. This that title was bad. Phil started watching it last night, or he watched a few episodes, and I was like, "How is it?" He was like, eh. "I was like, I told you." Oh, it just—it's so bad. It's a Lifetime movie. You're gonna love uh, it. You—you you need yeah, to watch sure. it. It's—it's it's a Lifetime do. movie. <laughs> It's there's so much drinking. It, there's all these like shocking things because it'll do something and all of a sudden you'll be like, is this real life? And then, you know, so that it's it's uh, Kristen Bell, which Kristen Bell usually pretty much delivers. You know what I mean? So, yeah, but um, but that, yeah, the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. Like I had to write it down because it's such a fucking long title. <laughs> it's, such, that, it's so weird. <laughs> and that was something that I literally watched like in like a day. Like I had it on and like here in the background. So I could probably watch it again and probably find things that I, you know, did missed in the first time, but whatever. Um, and then another one that I just recently watched, and this is going to be a shocking one because sometimes I give you guys stuff that's really way off my beaten path. Like, you know, it's not Gossip Girl. It's not, you know, this and that. This is, a, <laughs> this is like a horror, okay? And so it's actually, it's a K-drama. 
So, you know, K-drama is like all the rage these days ever since, you know, Squid Game. But even before that, like Crashing Into You, and there's some other like K-drama that some people have turned me on to. But this is a little bit different. This is a K-drama horror movie, horror show. It's 10 episodes long. It's called All of Us Are Dead. And it's actually, um, it takes place in a school in the middle of Korea where there is a zombie outbreak you know so one thing leads to the next and so all the kids become zombies everybody in the town blah 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 blah. and so and it's just it's kind of it's it's that kind of a thing and so very interesting um it was actually it was kind of fun to like watch it was like really much it was very much like if you like those zombie kind of things like walking dead and all that then you would be into it so those of you guys who aren't you won't be into it so whatever okay and then my other thing that i'm just going to suggest for you guys also because I started rewatching it, and <laughs> Girls, starring oh, I love Girls, starring yeah. Lena Dunham, yeah, like Girls on HBO. I decided yeah. to like throw it on the other day, and I completely yeah. forgot about how good that fucking show was. And yeah, so, the first three seasons were pretty just like amazing. So yeah, say what you do. Plus, need we to get about. Andrew Reynolds. We get young Andrew Reynolds in the first season, which I love. The so. whole cast, though. I mean, the whole yeah. cast is really great. And the thing too is that I watch it now. And knowing you, what you know, like how the, you know, how the storyline goes and everything, you're like, Adam's too good for her. <laughs> like, <laughs> Adam is too good for Hannah. Like, it's just like, get away from him. You are so problematic, Hannah. And so, and how she's always like in her own way. So it's a, it's a show. So if you've never watched Girls on HBO, it's now like a modern classic. So Thank you guys so much for coming back to Bald and Bingeable. We are back, coming back weekly. I'm so sorry I left you guys for a month, but it was a little bit crazy. We need to take some mental health time, but we'll be back. I have a bunch of things that are coming up. We have some really cool guests that are coming through, just like our cool guest, Mr. Nelson Castillo, who joined Whoa! us today. You guys can find him on Instagram <laughs> at Yas Queen. That's Y-A, a bunch of S's, a K-W. You guys will find that in the <laughs> liner notes. Make sure you guys like and subscribe wherever you guys are watching. Or watching, my goodness, you aren't watching us. And if you are watching me, then send me some money in my Venmo because this is, shit is not cheap. Okay, thank you guys so much. Good night from the lower level. Good night. Good night from the lower level.